0: yo what's up canada today you are listening to butting heads i'm chris this is adam and today we're going to be talking about a few things we're going to be talking about the american families plan that the Biden administration has just rolled out we're going to be talking about um vaccine patents around the world we're going to be talking about the crisis in israel and jerusalem and we're going to finish it off just talking about some dumb things that Ben Shapiro said because, you know, it's Tuesday, so another day, another dumb thing that he said. Uh, but let's get it kicked off, Adam. The American family's plan. Well,
1: what do you think? First, before we kick this off, I would like to thank every single listener to the first episode of our podcast. It was the highest listened to inaugural podcast in the history of all podcasts. The numbers from the big Silicon tech companies will lie to you and say that it wasn't. They're liars. They're losers. Forget about them. Trust me. Thank you. Uh, But also thank you to all the Canadians out there too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, the American Family Plan.
0: Yeah, so at least four years of free education. Education. That's one of the first points. And I actually Um, uh,
1: really like the education part, because it's not necessarily limiting it to, like, college. So this could also, like, include, I believe, like, trade schools as well.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if it actually does anything on student debt, but it does offer um, four years of free education, um, direct support to children and families, Mm -hmm. um, I would have to read more into what that means, but it would extend tax cuts for families with children, um, you know, um, yeah, universal preschool, I mean, this is a lot for an infrastructure bill, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really massive and like I honestly part of me really feels as like I don't I don't know. Like it just feels too big. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, well and then so the, the other thing that comes up. So I remember when you texted me about this the other day and, and this is why the show is called Butting Heads because I think during the election I was definitely one of those people that, like, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden because Mm -hmm. for me, he didn't earn my vote. And maybe you had other reasons where you were going to vote for Joe Biden, even though you'll admit maybe he's not like your favorite guy in the world. But I, I, I think when I saw this bill, I immediately thought to myself, okay, if he actually fights for this and can get something like this passed through, I would actually have to like reconsider how I think about that stuff. But at the same time, like he can't do what Barack Obama did and just write down the things he wants on a piece of paper or put it on a website just to show you that he would want those things if he could, but he can't. So he won't. And it's just a real easy way to gain support from people without actually having to do anything. So I just really want to see this guy actually... Put the screws on some people and fight to get these things passed and know that he's he's the president. He just got elected. People support him. He, he ran on a public option. He ran on all the things that he's trying to pass in this bill. So people support this, and that's why they did elect him. So I do think he needs to come through with this to get any actually and any credit from me. So, Let's well, say you.
1: Yeah. I would say, like, unfortunately, like, Republicans exist, right? And they make up 50% of Congress, or 50% of the Senate. And unfortunately, the filibuster exists. And, like, even in the past, like, the Green New—or, not, not the Green New Deal, uh, the regular New Deal— And even the great society that like Johnson passed heavily relied on like Democratic supermajorities. I honestly think something like this could probably pass in various parts if like underneath like a Democratic supermajority. But like, I don't, I don't know exactly how this would pass with like fifty Republicans. Well,
0: what about first of all, you can you can turn any. You can turn any bill into a bill that just needs 51 votes in the Senate, which you do have a majority of, and you do have a tiebreaker with the VP, and um, you do have the Congress. So you could turn anything into something where you would need 51 votes. You would just have to put certain provisions in the bill that it would expire after 10 years. Just like, I mean, this is the same argument we had when Barack Obama just wrote down on his website that he wanted to do a public option and then claimed that, oh, I need 60 votes and so I can't get the 60 votes. And I think um, that's been heavily discussed, that he absolutely could have passed it in a way where there's 51 votes and how and how come they can lower corporate taxes by over 10 percent with 51 votes
1: that was through reconciliation
0: and so you can use a reconciliation process here too with with a public option and with all these other things you can always pass something through reconciliation you just need to adjust the bill a certain way. And so, I mean, if you really want to pass something, you kind of got to do what you got to do. And if you really want to win a second term, and if you want to get more seats in the Senate, in the House, then it would be who of you to actually do something about health care when people are losing their health care. And they don't want an expansion of Obamacare. People want a, a, a public option that they can buy into that's not going to be a health insurance company that can just throw you out at any time that they want. Um, yeah, I, I know I just did a lot of talking there, but no, yeah, that's fine. you go ahead.
1: Um, I mean, there are definitely tricks like pass bills, like going past through like the 51 votes. Um, unfortunately, every time you do that, sometimes you do sacrifice a lot of like purity of the bill or I guess, um, and by that, you have to like change it in specific ways where maybe it won't be like as strong as it like originally is. And honestly, I would actually be for like any measures that can actually like get it passed because I think like most of the stuff in here is a net good and should be pushed for.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, I, I think the one thing, though, that would bother me is that if you switch it from a public option to a system of uh expanding the affordable care act so because yeah
1: like i i like like kind of texted you this like earlier right like i feel like that the the only way you could really like improve upon like the uh like aca is pretty much having like a, a public option like i it's like cuz like really the, the only things you can either really do is either like force states that haven't accepted the medicaid expansion to accept the medicaid expansion or just allow people to buy into medicare like or like find a way to like somehow lower premiums
0: and and the, you can't say okay listen there's a problem with healthcare there's Also, we don't want to do anything because there's these huge corporations that make a ton of profit. So how can I come to a solution that satisfies the people's health care needs, but also doesn't destroy these giant corporations? How about we do a system of subsidies? where we subsidize customers who wouldn't normally receive healthcare because they're deemed unprofitable we take unprofitable customers and we subsidize them and so i think that level of compromise that does nothing to help actual american people and so a compromise like that between corporations and people it, 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 if you need to compromise to get a bill through, that's one thing, but when the compromise is just because you're afraid to do any damage to the people that fund all the people in the government, you, you don't, that's a compromise that we as people cannot, cannot be willing to take, and it's compromises they don't make in other countries in the world, it's a compromise we make here, and we shouldn't put up with that.
1: Well, I mean, a lot. Like, so, like, a lot of people who like have their like insurance, they're somewhat enjoy. Like, on average, when they're polled about it, they do like it. A lot of people don't like the idea of like. A lot of people complain about insurance because of their prices, but when it comes to like the. Quality of insurance, they actually somewhat like it, at least like when you have like see like opinion polls about how people feel about their insurance Um, over a vast majority of Americans with insurance prefer to stay on the insurance that they currently have which is also, also
0: when you poll people they prefer to be on medicare and they they prefer mm, they prefer yeah no there's a lot no no the, the, the
1: first question is do you think that the united states should have like a medicare for all and then a lot of people is overwhelmingly yes however when you go broke it down it sounds like more people are in favor of a public option but when people are then asked like would you like Do you like? Would you rather stay on your public insurance? A lot of those questions, a lot of that vast support for Medicare for all, really shortens.
0: But even even regardless of that, even throw that issue to the side, which I. I agree that th- that how you ask the question, just like you said, can also lead people to say that they prefer... I mean, my private insurance just takes my money out of my paycheck every week. And if I ever decide I need to go to the doctor for anything, I'm just going to have to pay a ton in co-pays. So I, I don't know how that actually helps me. But regardless of that side, like, okay, people are popular with it. And, and you did just mention the public option. Yeah. Doing a, the expansion of Affordable Care Act because people are happy with their health insurance rather than doing a public option well, like, just, it, it's the I same mean thing. you can still have your health insurance when there is a public yeah. option Yeah. So then just expanding the Affordable Care Act is really a compromise with people that we the ones who choose the government and vote for them We don't want them making these sort of compromises well, We want in the interest of us and and that's why so i am a medicare for all guy but i will accept the public option because it's a policy that competes with insurance companies and it's something that instead of profits going to insurance companies who constantly throw people onto the streets it's not about profit it would be about healing people it's not about denying people who have certain health conditions so even though I am a Medicare for all guy, that is something that's actually challenging the power structures that have ruined our healthcare system where expanding the Affordable Care Act is, is embellishing and it's, it's assisting those power structures that have ruined our healthcare system. So that's why for me, I can make a compromise on the public option, but the Affordable Care Act to me is just unacceptable.
1: Um. Yeah. So,
0: which is it was created by Mitt Romney. Like, let's not act like um. Huh. It was
1: actually created by Richard Nixon back in the nineteen seventies because Republicans needed. There you go.
0: Uh, their there you go. So I mean, we're welfare. not talking. We're this is a solution that that people on the right have come up with because they see it's undeniable in poll numbers. Yeah. People and it's undeniable in cost when you look at cost per person of medical care. It's undeniable that they have to look like they're doing something about this issue while not harming the corporations that they slave over. So it is sort of a right-wing idea, and it's upsetting to see the, the Democrats in government sort of embrace this and calling it like a left-wing solution to health care when it's subsidizing corporations. I just, I don't know, man. That doesn't so, seem very left-wing to me.
1: I mean... Really, if anything, that's the, like, I don't know, like, if if anything, I see Republicans calling it more left wing than Democrats really using the term. Um, Really, like, like, unfortunate, the unfortunate reality is, is that, again, since Harry freaking Truman, technically, maybe since FDR, really, when his like a second speech for the second uh, Bill of Rights, the economic his economic bill of rights in which he mentioned like the need for like a universal health care system uh democrats have tried they tried it with truman they tried it with uh johnson they tried, johnson saw some uh, success kennedy tried it uh i believe uh carter also talked about it bill clinton tried it back in the 90s there was a massive push for universal health care Okay, but um, then, but, but then, like, unfortunately, no success came until 2008 with Obama, with finally passing the ACA. Like, that came after 60 years of Democrats trying and trying to pass some form of like, ex, like, ex universal system of health care. Did it happen? Yeah. No, it didn't. But did so, it open so up health long- insurance to millions of people who've never had access to insurance did it set up the levels of like it did. Especially through like stuff like uh oh, crap, what's it called? Pre existing conditions. Which was one of the sure. massive like improvements that like actually helped a lot of people who could never get health insurance.
0: How long can you keep writing public option on your on your list of um you know, how long can you keep writing "public option" on your website during your campaigns? Like you said, if if they've just been doing it since Harry Truman, how long can it like, just seems a little disingenuous?
1: How long can Republicans say "fuck you" until they get back? I mean, like, I mean, like the issue is Republicans said exist. They fuck you got
0: civil rights laws. They said "fuck you." Yeah, about social security. Yeah, and they had
1: and Democrats had super majorities with those. So, so you need wait, a Democratic supermajority.
0: Super majorities to get civil rights—that was yes. in the '60s. So then that undoes. So how come they don't use the super majority then to get a public option? Fuck. Because you're saying that that they they can pass. They got they Medicare and Medicaid for that. Because they're not actually real Medicare about passing a public option. This. Because that would actually hurt corporations. And and a civil rights bill, as important as it is, there's no corporate donors on the other side, um, paying them not to do that. Medicare, Medicaid, the great society came throughout. And so, right. And so, how did they pass Medicaid and Medicare? But then, a public option, you're telling me, has been impossible for the last 80 years to possibly have passed.
1: Because politicking at the time,
0: like. Well, okay. It was through certain. Okay. So, not enough politicians. Not enough politicians. Not enough politicians. Not enough politicians. 80 years of politicking at the time. Like so, it's just people are getting tired of it.
1: Well, cool. Guess what? Guess what? Get fucking involved. That's it. So,
0: yes, yeah, so I mean all you can do is get involved and start telling people look at look at how they write it on their website for campaign after campaign after campaign and they don't do that i mean other than making people aware of it what else can you what else can you do about it which is well, what i'm so doing you can
1: organize you can show that you can uh you, you, you can, can organize
0: show... against a democratic party to show that they better actually run on a public option and actually go and do it i mean that's a good strategy honestly like Look, that's what people need to be doing.
1: I mean, you can also then, but like, if you're doing it at the same time, you should be trying to ensure that you get more Democrats in Congress, that way you can constantly bully
0: them into the so right position. So that they can write something on their website and then not do it?
1: No, because that way they don't have an option not to do it.
0: Yeah, they do. Because as we just talked, it's, it's, they can pass Civil Rights Act, they can pass all these other acts, they can pass, they can create a NASA program. They can do all sorts of things with Democratic majorities as they've gotten those things through, but they can't do, they can't do this. And they did have they had pretty much 59 senators or something like that in 2008.
1: Yeah, they lost a the special election mainly because of like universal health care, I mean, mainly because like the Obamacare was on the docket. Um, that's like the one person, the one senator from Massachusetts heavily ran for because of that for whatever freaking reason. That's, and then like Democrats lost the seat.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I've said all I need to say about this. You can let the listeners um, just think about this. Is there anything else we wanna get into um, on the family's plan?
1: Nothing really. Um, I'm just going to end with, policy is difficult. Um, There are different, like, it's really, like, it's still, like, why, like, certain policy gets passed and doesn't get passed. Like, there's never, like, a simple answer. And you always have to go into, like, the histories and personalities at the time to, like, see why that happens. That's, that's really all I have to say. Like, why civil rights was able to pass or like why for instance like medicare and medicaid were able to pass but not like the public option in general i don't really know like like that's a good question that is a good question and that's actually something i'm interested in
0: okay um i think next we're going to be talking about the vaccine and the patents and for the listeners who don't know um just really quick to sum this up there's a huge issue right now because Um, Certain corporations or entities have created vaccines and um, they want the right to sell it across the globe. And um, certain countries who don't have access to the vaccine could be making the vaccine and theoretically um, distributing it and keeping people safe from covid but because um, it would be a violation of the law to just produce something that somebody else has patented, they're unable to produce these vaccines. And so there's a lot of issues around this, and there's a lot of discourse. There's a lot of people saying that um, it, you know, um, it, the vaccines would help if you alleviated the patents and there's other people saying that no it wouldn't help that much if you alleviated these vaccines and this is a real global issue it's very important so we're going to start with adam and uh just give some initial thoughts or an initial summarization
1: uh yeah so unfortunately like for all the talk about like just opening up like patents it, it's not really that helpful. Um, unfortunately, like, a lot of, like, for instance, like, a lot of the vaccines are, like, through mRNA, which is very new technology, which has, which very few, like, plants around the world can actually, like, have the technology to actually, like, manufacture. Um, Uh, A lot of the issues with uh, the current COVID uh, production issues isn't necessarily due to like a lack of uh, production, but may necessarily due to a lack of resources needed to produce the vaccine. Uh, And also there is like concerns with like safety standards and whatnot. Um, If, for instance, like for instance, with the new technology, like if you try to like put it. Uh, like new technology, like rush new technology into new areas uh, in which like people aren't necessarily like uh, know exactly well how to do it. Uh, There may be like an issue with safety concerns that can then like harm global pandemic or global vaccination levels. Like for instance, with the Johnson & Johnson, there was a small, there was like a, there was a bad batch that really slowed down the vaccination progress in Across the globe, especially in America. And yeah, that happened in America where we do have pretty good conditions. Okay.
0: So, so let me, the world would be worse off if we allowed mm. other countries to use these patents.
1: So, the do thing you is, you
0: agree with that statement? No. It would be the world was, re- so then the world would be neutral. I don't think or it, it wouldn't.
1: The, it's not really addressing the issue. It, it's getting a lot of talk, but it's not addressing the issue.
0: That's the I issue. I think even you can admit the world would be better off if other countries were allowed to use these patents.
1: I, like, so here's the thing: you can tell them to use the patent, but like they don't necessarily have the recipe. They would have to like try to re-engineer the recipe.
0: And I. I also think that there's a lot of this, oh, yeah, they wouldn't understand, they wouldn't know how to do, that they would mess up the batches there could be. And then you just say even a story about how Johnson & Johnson was creating it, and they messed it up. So, So, I mean, they're allowed to create it and mess it up here and give it to people, but you can't create it and mess it up there and give it to people.
1: Yeah, and we see the consequences of them messing up, right? Like just because like it's something sort of bad thing happened these doesn't mean everything are like so stupid. No, it's not. Yeah, if I it's mean, like saying like even I like mean, an expert, like, like for instance, like say you have like a, a marksman who can hit a bullseye like ninety nine times out of a hundred, and then he misses the bullseye once, and you're saying, well, the marksman missed the bullseye. Guess he can't really hit it, or guess he's not as great like it's, it's not really it, it's having like a good
0: a vaccine here
1: yeah so huh? chemical processes are very very specific that require like for instance just because like countries have plants does not mean they have like the proper plants to actually manufacture the vaccine a very plants are very specialized designed for very specific chemicals and very um and outputs of feeds um, so, a lot of the equipment in those plants are specifically designed for
0: like proper levels of like what you're looking for. So so when Johnson and Johnson says, listen, it, it really wouldn't be it really wouldn't help people. It really it really wouldn't be right if, if some if other countries were to use our patents. Um, they're just genuinely just concerned that this could this could hurt people more than help people. I mean,
1: you can try to like picture it as like big business, trying to screw over the little guy as much as you want, but like really a lot of companies, like there have been some companies that have decided not to like enforce patent laws.
0: In in what circumstance? Like just-
1: Like like, actually in this circumstance, Uh, I forget which one it was, but- Is that a good thing? sure it can be like it's fine like well again the issue is like the issue no okay so i guess here's the solution okay or let me uh, okay opening a patents doesn't really do it but you know what if you want to have like these vaccine manufacturers license out all the all the all the plants that can actually handle the machine send over their guys and make sure that they're looking over all parts of the process or the parts of the processes that they need to be to make sure that the vaccine is running at their standards that have been able to create millions of proper vaccines that have gone into like millions of Americans with no side effects whatsoever. Great. That's it. You don't have to open up patents to do that. Also, if you want to do with the patents, then like the, the a lot a lot I guess like a lot of the concern that I'm not necessarily too convinced on, is that if you just have the patent open up, you may discourage future development of global vaccines. I think that's fucking, I, I think that's horseshit.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, okay. So like, I'm not really saying, oh no, they need like, no. But like the issue is, the, if the issue is uh, vaccine supply, opening up a patent doesn't do that.
0: Okay. I uh, I think I would have to disagree with you there. I just don't know if there's any more that I haven't already said that I could really add. Um. Yeah, it's interesting to see how this does develop. Uh, also,
1: um, production capacity is like the 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 issue is also like with material. Like there isn't like enough material to like make like vaccines pass like the certain amount. Like there's like a shortage in like the supply chain
0: right so
1: So, and again opening up a patent doesn't do shit like there are serious issues that can solve like issues like if you think like for instance like i think like for instance when it comes to like producing mrna vaccines all the facilities that can produce like mrna at like that scale i think they're currently being used and i think they're currently at like full production
0: well, I have heard that there are factories in other countries that would be ready to produce the vaccine, that all they need is the legal permission to be able to do so. So I have heard a lot on the contrary well, about they can probably factories. Like,
1: well, then sure, if you want to like license them out, then fine, that can happen. You don't need the patent to be open up to do that
0: and it's just so it's just you just have a general you don't believe countries um have the infrastructure and the ability right now if they got the patent to be able to actually make it or or, or if they did make it they wouldn't be making it um accurately all the time is that a fair statement
1: so if you just released the patent you're not releasing the recipes, then that would mean the other countries will have to try to like backtrack from like what current doses are to like try to figure out how you made it, and then have to figure out how to make it to scale. And then from there, that can then increase differences in the vaccine types. Yeah, I, which can then I, lead to further issues I, I down do the think, line.
0: I, I like, do you think in future, um epidemics, you really can't have private corporations um, making these vaccines. I, I really think that this is showing us that if you want the vaccine to reach more people, you would need to publicly fund research into vaccines because it shouldn't just be about shouldn't just be about who who has the patent and and they're going to decide who who gets to produce and who doesn't i just feel like that's sort of an injustice yeah sure like
1: yeah if like uh like in future vaccine like if there was like a more of a government funded effort to like produce a vaccine as well as like private that's fine
0: That yeah. would have been great, and then and then and then if someone, it's not like oh, but we can't give them the recipe because I, as you're saying, you can yeah. give them the patent, but you can't. Well, mm-hmm. then it's like okay, well, what do we need the recipe for? We're not actively trying to make trillions of dollars off of it. Yeah. We're trying to heal people, so then you can just give other then, people yeah, the recipe it, as yeah. you're saying. Yeah. So I think also just to end on that note, it may be let's just look at some future pandemics and how we can set things up differently to make sure we're not in this like stupid patent situation next time.
1: Yeah. And that's like a great way to learn about it. And also maybe even saying like, OK, what can be future? Because like, again, a lot of the huge problems right now, issues in the manufacturing, like issues in the supply chain process.
0: Okay. Um, another thing that we um, do kind of just have to get into, if you look at the news, you've been seeing Jerusalem and Israel and Palestine in the news. You've been seeing a mosque being bombed. You've been seeing police, um, Israeli police officers, cracking down on protesters. We've been seeing people getting kicked out of their homes. Um, we, you know, so we've had Israeli courts just um deciding on palestinian territory that people have to lose their homes and this is totally contrary to any sort of international law and and people i talk to that are really up to date on the israel palestine issue say that this is even similar to like an historical event sort of like the first and second intifada like this is you know on the scale i mean i've heard this even start being referred to as like sort of a third intifada so um this is a really big issue i wanted to make sure we get to it um yeah what what say you adam do you have any like initial thoughts
1: shit be whack yo
0: it, it, if we want to get to, I saw a tweet and everyone's ripping on this tweet. So, first of all, you have people like Bernie Sanders, who's Jewish. Come oh, is this out Andrew against... Yang? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yang that's tweet? exactly what I was calling. So, you have people like AOC. You have people like Bernie Sanders, who I'm um, definitely can be critical of them. Um, but I was glad to see them come out against this obvious um, human rights abuses that are going on. And so then I scroll past their tweets, and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, and I just stop. I see Andrew Yang's dumb face, and he's apparently um, got his head in the sand right now. I don't know if he has seen the videos online of what is happening, or if he's ignorant, or if he's actually seen the guy telling the woman that uh, she has to leave her house and if if he doesn't take it, someone else will. I don't know how he's seen these videos that are viral online, or seen the video of the mosque being bombed, which is totally, would be considered an act of terror under any other circumstances. I don't know how he can see that and then come out with a tweet how he's in support of Israel I mean I just think that's a huge miscalculation and we know Andrew Yang is running for mayor of New York and he's doing the political calculation that there's a lot the you know, New York has a vibrant Jewish community. But I'll just come out and say, like we saw Bernie Sanders come out against this. We see all sorts of people, Katie Halper, um, you know, we see all sorts of people who just are Jewish and come out against this. So to make the calculation that he's doing that he's really gonna gain a lot of support in New York from all the Jewish people in New York, I think that is a huge miscalculation. And he just looks really bad. In, in this tweet in support of Israel right now. What do you think, Adam?
1: Uh, this is the
0: one where he decries Hamas, right? Um, I'm just talking about...
1: Uh, he says, I stand in solidarity with the people of Israel against the rocket attacks by Hamas.
0: Yeah, l- let me just... Let me just get to it, so... Because that's the
1: one I saw, and, like, my issue with that one was that he kind of should have at least called out
0: the,
1: the the actions of the Israeli government for that have been occurring for, like, at least in that, for at least, like, a month, at the very least.
0: Yeah, so... Do you, like, delete this tweet? I
1: think so, too. I'm kind of looking for it right now.
0: No, he deleted oh, wait, that tweet. Oh there it is. There it is. I found it.
1: I'm standing with people of Israel who are coming under bomb- bombardment attacks and condemning, and condemn the Hamas terrorists. The people of New York City will always stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel who face down terrorism and per- persevere.
0: Yeah. So who's the one facing down terrorism? Right? Is it the ones who have um, you know, who are being who have mosques being bombed and people throwing being thrown out of their homes against any sort of international law and so it it comes the question are you just supposed to accept your mosque being bombed your people being thrown out of your home and then any sort of retaliation for andrew yang the retaliation to that is actually a terrorist attack but the original bombing of a mosque or throwing someone out of their home or having a clash of police that kills 300 people openly just killing people um, that's not the terrorism. That's not the fascism. The fascism is if Hamas decides to shoot a rocket where they don't even kill anybody. Um, and, and a lot of the rockets were intended not to hit anybody or any key um, um, spots. And they didn't kill nearly as many people as Israel, who even at, is, is, is killing children. And there's Palestinian children that are dying here. So Andrew Yang is the kind of guy he can never say anything controversial if you ask him anything about any issue other than ubi he just dances around and you never have any idea what he actually stands for or what he actually means he's always just trying to just kiss up and just trying to not say what's needed to be said and what's right and and to say his tweet is so much different than Bernie Sanders' or AOC's tweet. His tweet is on the opposite side of what he should be saying. And and the the people of Israel don't need you to stand with them because th- they're not the victims here. And so you don't need to tweet support, like, even though, like, I support the actual Israeli people. But in doing so, what, sending tweets like this, he's really just... um. I mean, he's not calling out that we're supporting a government carrying out crimes against humanity. And so just this tweet really upset me, and it upset a lot of other people on Twitter as well. Uh,
1: yeah, so... And, again, and what
0: was it? That, go ahead, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, no, no, not what you we were saying. You can finish.
0: Well, so what is it, the human rights... Um, What's that organization? Human Rights Watch? Or one of those big human rights... Actually, several um, big sort of organizations like that have ruled that these are crimes against humanity and these are human rights violations going on in Israel. So, no one's saying that there's human rights violations against um, the people of Israel. There's human rights violations against the people of Palestine. So, where is andrew yang does he have any opinion on that or he's just going to talk about hamas who fired a rocket in retaliation and oftentimes you hear the defense of israel oh well we're just defending ourselves we're just we're not offending we're defending here is a clear case of who is the offender and who is the defender and i think people are so caught up that they automatically think in every situation that Israel is the defender and Palestine is the offender, that even when it's so clear in a situation like this, who is who, people still can't like wrap their brains around it and understand it. And also I've seen an interview of Andrew Yang on Kyle Kolinsky, um, not, on, not on Secular Talk, but he was talking with Crystal Ball and Kyle Kolinsky on like the podcast that they have. And um, he just sounded like, I mean, every question he just answered, like, completely different thing. Like, it seemed like he really just has no idea what's going on in these two countries. And for him to run for president and, like, not even have the slightest idea of the history or, or, or the conflict that's going on here. Just, I don't know, I'm just really off of Andrew Yang about this. Any sort of, um, you know, like, I would always say, you know, he's not my guy, but Andrew Yang, he does the UBI, he, he okay, you know. No, I'm, I'm, like, done with that with this guy. He's so spineless, and he's such a coward that, like... All he knows how to do is talk about UBI, but also like even with that, he's just planning on cutting like unemployment and like um yeah, all much. other things. So And paying for it with So I the mean value like this guy's a clown. So I mean yeah, this guy's a clown. Like I'm 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 done with this guy especially for right now. He's gonna have to do a lot to get back in my good graces. Or <laughs> such for him that was sort of like I'm sure in his mind that was a benign tweet. Mm-hmm. It was a stupid thing to say right now. It's it's sort of like uh, if someone died, he said, yeah, "That guy was kind of an asshole" or, or something like that. It's sort of like you 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 really you, you're gonna tweet about that right now. Can you wait for your tweet about support of, of Israel? Uh, it just seems like you just he just said the, like the wrong. at the wrong time that's an emotional time that would like really upset people and it shows he made this political calculation and that's all that tweet was about was that he made a political calculation that the Jewish population in New York City it would be more beneficial for him to tweet this rather than that and it's just sad because I actually don't think that's true the point he was at the thing he was actually trying to accomplish in sending out that dumb tweet um i think that's going to turn back i think that's going to turn back and i don't think jewish people across the world just automatically um you know just agree with everything the government in israel does that's a miscalculation on my end i i've i've seen a lot to go the other way on that they're not it's not the same just because they follow the same religion doesn't mean they'll have the same opinions about about and also just israel like just they just violate international law left and right like they occupy the Golan heights they occupy all these sort of territories that international international courts and the united nations tells them they have to leave they don't do that and i i don't think the general jewish population actually supports and i also don't think their religion actually condones um, what is happening in Israel right now? So I think he made a huge miscalculation.
1: <laughs> hey, wow, look, you want to drop that mic right now? Oof. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, no, that I agree. This was definitely a political calculation by Yang. Uh, New York City is, I think the second largest Jewish population in the world, only second to Israel, and technically has more like more than like Tel Aviv and the other major Jeez. cities.
0: Jeez.
1: Um, yeah. Um, and there's also a lot of New Yorkers with family within Israel. Um, to be honest, um, I think my major issue with like that specific tweet is the fact that there is no mention of him with, like, any actions of uh, the Israeli government. Uh, so, like, for instance, if he were, like, to also just, like, put out, like, for instance, like, what if he were to, like, to put out, like, uh, I implore, like, uh, the government of Israel to take actions to reduce tensions in the area, stop your eviction plans, stop Furthering you know, like your encampments like what if he were like to like maybe like respond with something like that. How, how would that make you feel?
0: That would make me feel Um, a, that would be considered a positive tweet to me right rather like, than this is a negative
1: Right, like like this would like also include him condemning Hamas for like the
0: rocket attacks Like Cause, cause just look at that tweet if someone sort of doesn't fully know you could just read the tweet and say and say and then you could sort of make your mind look past a a lot of the things that are happening there so the tweet is just it's just a bad tweet um yeah and there's a, a lot of ways he could have reworded it um you know or you could even have said something like we need peace in israel and i I, I, I would love to see nothing more than these two sides, mm-hmm. um, just figure something out so we can avoid this bloodshed. And that's a way you can say it, you know, something like that where you're not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, where you're not just like oh. completely ignoring like the other side of it. Yeah. He's kind of making yeah. it that the tweet yeah. makes it look like the rockets yeah. are coming out of the vacuum.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, or, or or that the rockets are an attack on on the defenseless people. When of course, okay, there's some truth to that. Also, it's a response. It's a response to an attack. So, so who's the attacker? Who's the defender? I I think. Anyway, yeah. um. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something we had to bring up. Um. Do you have any just anything else you want to add? Um.
1: Nothing really, like, nothing that, like, I guess, like, you haven't mentioned already. Um, just, it's always, like, really difficult whenever talking about, like, Israel-Palestine issues. Um, there's a lot of history that, like, goes back into it. There's years of conflict, decades, arguably centuries, arguably a millennia of conflict. Um, it's... um Always important, to like like so, like for instance, like I think like this new wave of tension started after like I think a court case that was decided like a year ago when a, a Israeli court judge decided that um, Jews can return to their nineteen forty eight homes in East Jerusalem after Israel basically annexed it. Right. Um. And because technically they didn't have the deeds, that'd be bad. Now I think like. One of this one example of why how this like shows like why some people call Israel like an apartheid state is technically there was a lot of Palestinians who were like forcibly evicted from their homes by like Israeli Jews back at around the same time period. However, they're not able to reclaim their old homes under the same, even yeah. though technically it'd be right. under similar situations. Yeah.
0: And I I think I've heard someone, I don't know if it was Noam Chomsky or if it was was just someone really smart said this one time, like, in a weird, sick way, like, Israel used to be a lot better at hiding their annexations and hiding their apartheid state and and their colonization, but I think just over time, it's just become so brazen that it's so much more accepted to call it an apartheid state, to actually compare it to South Africa, which I think even not too long ago, I just don't think people were there ready to admit that. But I think over since Netanyahu has really um Ramped came up. into power. Yeah. And also like just the one last part about how like if like we're leftists and there's this right wing regime in in israel and i don't know like it's sort of like shouldn't yeah be more oppositional to that
1: so i think it's um so the unfortunate part is is just like people like netanyahu and like hamas kind of like feed each other because both kind of like vindicate the other's existence in a way so Netanyahu would like like con- like continue like the expansion of like colonies or like cons- or like or v or, or like allow like um, more and more atrocious policies that impacts Palestinians, uh, meanwhile like elected officials within like uh, the Palestinian Authority who like try to negotiate look like. Like idiots because it's like, well, what are you doing? You're doing nothing. Meanwhile, Hamas comes by, they're the strong arms, and are like, see, we're willing to fight back for you people. This is why we need help. And yeah. so, like, unfortunately, the ultra, like, the two ultra, ultra hardline people just feed each other, and it's it's awful, and and like
0: yeah, no, I I actually and agree just, with
1: yeah, and and like it it like destabilizes the nation or the area because of it.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, Hamas, I mean, my my criticism of Hamas would just be you. I don't think it helps. I don't think their tactics actually works to get Palestinians away from this apartheid state. So, I mean, to to be
1: honest um, with like Hamas specifically, I would not be surprised if Hamas just hates Israel more than they care about
0: Palestinians
1: like yeah uh, i'll be like like sometimes that's just what it feels like
0: and um yeah that they do hate um israel um in the same way sort of though how the our founding fathers hated england so i mean i don't just sort of um write them off as some kind of um well, the, the thing is and i just think we've talked about this before like they're always just getting compared to terrorist groups like um isis and um al-qaeda as sort of these like like their fight the the fight for freedom in Palestine is sort of the equivalent to flying two planes into the twin towers so i mean that's just with me like that was two things I feel like are sort of different, because one is they're fighting for their own freedom.
1: So, when we, like, talked about this before, uh, I, I remember, um, how like, we talked about how, like, technically like, a terrorist of one area can be technically a patriot of another area, right?
2: How, like, yeah. technically
1: rebellion and revolution can, depending on, like, the perspectives that you look at it, are two sides of the same coin. Uh, that being said, um, it is probably very safe to assume that, like, while technically some people can look at... It, it is possible to look at, like, Hamas and see, like, freedom fighters. It is almost undeniable to, like, not look at how, for instance, how long it took for them to recognize, like, Israel's right to exist. Um. Their attitudes towards Jews, how they often plant like ramp up anti-Semitism, and how there have been various campaigns say, to remove could, Jews from the entire region. Um,
0: I could say all of that about you George though, Washington. You can't. You yeah, can't. I could. By definition, no. What, what, what part couldn't I?
1: But the well, fact that British subjects were still allowed to can be can here, the Americans. fact that British people were still allowed to be here.
0: But, we didn't I mean, execute honestly, though, or we didn't throw if, if, out if everyone who was British. Loyalist, if you were a loyalist during the war, you were allowed to be here if you supported— Yeah, you but supported. after we win,
1: or after George Washington won, he didn't execute them all. He didn't throw them out of the country. The issue is when Hamas says when they win, it may actually mean extermination for Jews in that area.
0: Uh, it, Oh, Okay, I, I think the situations are a little bit different, but George Washington, the Founding Fathers, did commit all sorts of torture, all sorts of killing of civilians, um, you know, a general racism and hate of people of English, um, sort of, that people were from England, and even through the War of 1812, that war is about a hatred of, of the Anglo-Saxon as they often use that term a lot more often back then. but yeah, it was based on racism of hating them and it was and there were all sorts of um, crimes that had to be committed in order to or you would just go on a, a British ship and, and dump tons of cargo into a bay. So I mean, these are acts of, I mean, couldn't you call that an act of terrorism? and when we put the guy on the dollar bill?
1: I mean, sure. Yeah. Again, throwing cargo ins- into a bay—that's an act of terrorism, and that's They're, also like a I fine. Mean, like, I
0: absolutely. mean, they killed civilians, right?
1: Uh, yeah. In some cases, they probably were, and that's probably and that was not okay. And that's also an act of terrorism. Like again.
0: Yeah. So okay. So if calling okay, for so like the it, complete genocide—the guy is on the call, dollar. Bill.
1: Calling the complete genocide of Anglo Saxons is completely different.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, like
1: I, that's that's where I, the probably a very steep difference is.
0: And it was okay, but but there also is sort of the act of, you know, England had just permanently moved and and sat its country inside of the states of. You know the the northeast in new york and new jersey i mean i wonder how quick the founding fathers would have turned and said no we need to exterminate every single british person who's here so it i think that's just more due to the fact that their homes weren't um, removed but i'm sure they would have had that same exact sentiment if if the reverse uh, situation were true no
1: I mean, if England fought... I mean, it doesn't war, sound like,
0: unreasonable. It actually doesn't sound unreasonable f- from their point of view to say, how do you just get to get up and, and form a nation and... They fought a war for independence for a game. year. So they took it over. They oh, okay, Like, after about- the
1: British mandate at Palestine? Yes. After the British left, they started and they began and they like actually and they like started to form the state of Israel and then every other Arab nation from Transjordan to Lebanon to like certain people in like the area of Palestine said no and went into war against them and for a full year they had to defend themselves and they had to like go out and go And, and that was not until like the UN until like a line of peace the green line was resolved and like the UN finally like allowed it because... All the other countries and so in the area also reason, assigned peace degree. treaties.
0: And so then in that in that case, you're saying this is because this is just a legal, a legal takeover of this land, then they don't have this right to, I guess, not believe in it, its existence because it has like this legal right.
1: Well, I mean, they fought for it and, they re- and like certain people and like people in the area did recognize it like there was an actual war for independence that was like fought for and like decided and then there was also various campaigns afterwards like including ones that like involved push Jews out into the sea we won't stop until the Jews are out into the sea like
0: and 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 just so everyone's clear i i believe in in the right of the existence of israel even though the circumstances of its creation Um, I don't agree with originally, um, but also at the same time, I do have sympathy for someone that says, uh, um, no, this is just Palestinian territory that sort of got stiff-armed out of their... And and now they have to live as as second-class citizens. Not only do they have the territory taken away from them, now they have to live as second-class citizens... Um, getting patted down every time you go into another town. It's beyond just like killing people and taking their homes. It's everywhere you go, everything you do. There's someone checking to make sure you don't have anything on you, um, telling you you can and can't go somewhere, having to get all sorts of permits just to travel around, not having the same access to the water and the resources there. So yeah, like the people are upset and and they don't want to live under this... As second-class citizens anymore, and how can you do that if there isn't Israeli state there doing that to them? So it does make some logical sense to me. Like, if you can convince someone that that they could be in, that they don't have to live under as second-class citizens, and Israel can exist at the same time, but I just think certain people start to lose that belief that. That as long as Israel is there, they won't be free. That's how a lot of people feel.
1: So you can be for the state of Israel, but also not agree with the state of, like, the West Bank. That should be a given, and that's absolutely fine, uh, because Israel's policies within the West Bank are absolutely terrible for the reasons that you mentioned. Also, I'll also throw on, like, medicine is also harder to get in the West Bank, and that's shitty. Um, on the other hand, uh, you can also uh, be pro-palestinian without standing Hamas. Um, to be honest, I think like probably one of the biggest issues that comes into this is how much attention Hamas gets. Um, I think maybe like focusing more on like Fatah and like improving like Fatah's like political power in like the area, Uh, could probably do a huge it be a huge like boom for like relations um uh fatah has like denounced uh, their past terrorist actions that included stuff very similar to Hamas, which included stuff like suicide bombings and uh constant attacks on like israeli civilians um and have like decided to like go about through the diplomatic route uh to be honest I think, like, probably, like, one of the biggest things that, like, U.S. lawmakers can probably do is try to boost relations with Fatah in that area and try to have, like, Israeli forces and, like, Fatah, like, try to negotiate something, which is that way, like, to alter an alternate to, like, present, like, an alternative to the people there besides uh, Hamas.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think I could get on board. I think I could get bored with that. I'm not. I'm not a Hamas guy. um Like, yeah, killing c- civilians. I'm very much against killing civilians. So anyone who's doing that as 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 a political movement, yeah, is just stupid. So, plus they look, I, they I do are sympathize with certain presence. views that they have. But if it was up to me, um I wouldn't. I wouldn't just be so i mean it's easy for me to say but you can't let the anger about it just let you kill a random person who's walking on the street who has nothing to do with um the situation at hand that really just releases anger Mm -hmm. but that actually like doesn't help anyone and who knows like you could be killing someone who, who was an israeli citizen on the side of Of uh, against the apartheid of Palestine, so it just doesn't work.
1: And it does go the other way too. Um, When if when Israel just mindlessly bombs like areas of like the West Bank, you could be killing people who don't hate you, but now you're making them hate you because you just killed their families.
0: Exactly. And like, hate is
1: a two-way street, and you should just someone kills a
0: member of your family. The chances of you just forgiving that and, and moving on...
1: It is a lot harder.
0: Yeah. Just try... Yeah, that's... So, it's it's messed up. We definitely do have to get more into this. Um, mm-hmm. Our um, co-head editor of McClure's Revenge is a... Um, just has become an expert on this issue, so I'm thinking eventually down the line we can have him on, like, for the podcast. Just because the amount that he's learned about the history of this place over the last, like, 300 years is just insane to me. And he just spends hours and hours, like, researching this stuff. So, um, yeah, just letting the viewers know, I'm sure at some point we'll probably have him on. Um, Just to give some thoughts and give some knowledge for some of us who might not be fully aware of everything that's happened over time there. But um, I think just to jump into our last phase, this is usually how we like to end the show we'll just kind of have a clip of um, something really ignorant that we found someone saying, and then we just kind of, just, you know, dismantle that. So because really
1: at the end of the yep. Oh yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to say, like, yeah. So
0: because
2: at the end of
1: the day, yeah, we are no, still friends. Out. We hang out with each other. Yeah.
0: Like, Oh yeah. We get yeah, into really. arguments. Exactly. But... but we can agree that certain stuff is just dumb and that we'll both, agree on that
1: yeah and just like so without
0: further ado let's i mean we're starting off with a hall of famer of ignorance um so yeah adam why don't you play the clip
1: okay okay i'm just gonna oh gosh oh no oh no there we go
2: And go. I was screaming at the television when he's talking about taxes yeah. because he, what he is saying is so obviously asinine. When he says that rich people don't pay their fair share in this country, yeah. that is just an abject, disgusting lie. It is a lie. The top 10 percent of income earners in this country pay all net taxes, not some of the net taxes all of the net taxes because net taxes are defined as what you pay into the government minus what you get back from the government so if you get back from the government more than you paid in this means that you were not a person who paid net taxes into the government only the people at the top of the spectrum are paying net taxes in this country all of the net taxes in this country yeah. when he says they're not paying their fair share the only thing he means by they're not paying their fair share is it should be nearly all of your income goes to the federal government and when he says things like I'm not going to tax anybody who's making under $400,000 a year. He is lying to you through his teeth. When he says I'm going to tax corporations, corporations are not human beings for purposes of taxes. The money that would have been passed on to you via income is being taxed up here. That money is now being withdrawn from the system and taken away from you. Corporations are going to have to raise prices in order to deal with the taxation effects. When he says that I'm going to tax all of these rich people on their capital gains taxes, what do you think those rich people are going to do rather than put their money in the stock market where they get taxed on capital gains? They're not going to put their money in the stock market. So what happens to your 401k if you're a union member or a teacher's union member? What do you think happens to all the other 50% of the population who are invested in the stock market right now? And what happens to the businesses that hire you when Joe Biden decides that your boss needs to be taxed out of existence in order that he can determine where the dollars go? This jackass who's never created a single job in his entire life.
1: The people who don't pay their fair share in this country are the poor we need to raise taxes on the poor. I'm not joking, I'm not joking. The poor in this country pay zero, the lower middle class in this country pay net zero. So we have a group of people who pay no taxes, a group of people who pay no net taxes, a group of people who pay all the net taxes. And his argument is that it's category three who don't pay their fair share. Fair share means your percentage of taxes. We've determined that there are some people who shouldn't pay any percent of taxes. The only fair taxing system is one in which everyone Hey, but- I was... Uh... Fair. Their fair share. I,
2: I just... I
0: can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. And even, like, yeah, and just what the other guy says is just so ridiculous. So, like, It's
1: it's arguably even more ridiculous.
0: Because, like... Again- and you know, yeah, but you know what's funny to me? It's like... got all these people listening right all these lower and middle class people listening to them saying that they're not actually paying enough in taxes and it's actually the people you're watching they're the ones who are paying too much and there's just all these whatever like million people just sitting there oh yeah okay yeah i'm the one that's not paying yeah Yeah. I, i don't pay enough in taxes you're right Yeah, that totally jives with my worldview. You know what? It's crazy that people don't, like, (laughs) stop and think of that. Like, listen to what he's saying.
1: It's insane.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Like, okay, so, like, the the best part there is just, like, when they keep on talking about, like, fair share, fair share, they're not, like, defining, like, what they exactly, like, what exactly do you mean by, like, share? Or, Mm -hmm. like, so, like, for instance, for me, when I think about, like, a f- your fair share, I think about like, okay, well, where is like most of the new income generated or like where is like most of the money generated like in like that fiscal year and how should we tax it? Um, typically, basic like income and quality trends, uh, if you own like 1%, if you're like in, in the top 1%, you're accounting for 90% of all new income generated. So- if you're in the one percent and you're not paying like ninety percent, I'd say arguably you're not paying your fair share.
0: Right, and also the, the the thing I always bring up is that Kennedy lowered taxes, Reagan lowered taxes, Bush one lowered taxes, Clinton lowered capital gains taxes, um, Bush cut taxes across the board, but especially on wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Trump had a, had as they call it like the biggest corporate tax cut in human history now we can get on and say look at the tax structure in america how it's so unfair it's almost just like it's ignoring like the last 70 years of what's happened And it's just sort of like, of course, we could have another tax bill, another corporate tax cut, another elimination of estate taxes, and all sorts of things like that, and all add in more loopholes. And then they would just come out and and make another video. Look look how bad the economy is. Look look how much the taxes and too much regulation. It will never stop. It will never end. This opinion will, there is no perfect level. It's just zero. It's just nothing. It's just full on. Um, control of, of corporations to pretty much be able to do whatever they want without having to give anything back to the government or society so it's just they keep going with these arguments
1: so like I think I can like offer them like a very good um, bread if they don't want to pay taxes that's fine join me and we'll campaign for a negative income tax we'll just have negative taxes across the board government just pays everyone money how about that no taxes <laughs> Yeah, it's... Government pays that. How about that? Like, Because, right, like, so- I don't know, like, where their end, end point is really going to be. Like, are, they're not going to... Like like you said, we have years, decades of, like, tax cuts after tax cuts after tax cuts. And what's their line of thinking still? Well, well we just need to keep on cutting taxes and everything will be great.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also, I think we were talking about before how they even come to this number. Yeah. Do they factor in subsidizing... Um, oil companies and the military industrial complex and the private prison system, does that count as as government paying towards wealthy or is that just no, no, that's just that 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 has nothing to do with government actually funding wealthy people. It's we're talking about Social Security, where the people have paid into Social Security for 40 years now are getting money back. So we're, we're going to count the Social Security going to poor old ladies as money going to the poor from the government, but then we're not going to factor in a trillion dollars of spending on bombs, as 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 money going towards um, bomb manufacturing corporations that are the stocks are owned majority by wealthy people. They're run by wealthy people. Their bonuses are tied to how many government contracts they can get. And so I I would really want to wonder. Um, I mean if you look at government spending most it, it, they almost make it sound like oh the government's money just goes towards poor people but like if you actually look at the budget um it's kind of hard to actually say that because most of the stuff is on sort of funding like an epa or an fda or um, a lot of it's like the the military budget and uh you know so i how, how much of it even goes to poor people i mean i would bet that this study is just done some Koch brothers funded be, because that actually makes no sense in the reality. And he noticed no one mentions a study, study like where and exactly. where you can find it and where you can look at it. And there actually was a study in um, done earlier this year that shows. Decades of corporate tax cuts has not worked. It's a study I send people on Reddit all the time. And then I tell these supply side trickle down people, send me your study that actually shows me that that stuff actually works because I can send you plenty on my end. And it seems like there's no actual scientific consensus that that even really works over a long period of time.
1: Uh well actually like here's like a quick question. What's like your opinion yeah. on like uh changing like a capital gains tax to be like more of like a progressive tax as opposed to like the flat tax that it is now?
0: Yeah, the capital gains
1: cuz like it is just a I flat haven't rate looked like, as like, much right
0: now. to that, but he, here's what I do know. Farmer who goes out there and plows fields who w- works and makes a paycheck has to pay what 30 percent of that income if you sit at home and and you invest in a stock or you take your millions and invest it to make more millions you pay less on that earnings than someone who's out there working adding to the means of production and actually providing to the economy so I actually think that the thinking is total backwards that we favor people who are just sitting not actually adding anything just having their money make them more money that that's gonna be a lower tax than someone who goes in and earns a paycheck like that whole concept to me is absolutely ridiculous Mm -hmm. and of course a capital gains tax only taxes profit so it can never be done in a way where you go from making money to losing money because I mean, yeah. you can only tax a percentage of the money that you made yeah, yeah. so they cry like they're going to be losing all this money if you do anything to a capital gains tax when you're literally strictly just taxing like profits yeah. So so
1: arguably like your dividends or like realistically like
0: so you can only get less of 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 yeah but you can never go from making money to losing money no by, by increasing a capital gains tax so it's just ridiculous that ben shapiro actually actually is upset about capital gains taxes um while they're sitting there talking about taxing the farmer or 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 the the low skilled or regularly skilled average worker who's watching the show at the time that's just the craziest thing to me
1: yeah i think like honestly like one of the things that just like the the my, my favorite part about like the opening of that clip is just pretty much just like when they're like talking about like yeah that's how taxes like like when they're like explaining it, it's like yes that's how taxes work the less money you make yeah. you typically get yeah. benefited more by like our welfare program
0: he always correct like, wow he always acts like we're the ones who know about economics and money and, and, and the Democrats, duh, they just have no idea what they're talking about. And people on the left, duh, it's just, just pure ignorance. They don't even know what taxes are or, or, or they've never actually had to work an actual job and actually had to pay a tax. So like, Oh my God. Have understand. you ever heard like, they have no idea. Have you ever heard like, oh, I was a Democrat until I got a job. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean Yeah, okay. We all see that they passed the biggest corporate tax cut in human history, and now we say Ben Shapiro's telling that the taxes are too high, we're not taxing poor people enough. But of course, half the time they would try and deny this. Um, Shouldn't he have been saying during that tax cut, hey, where's all the taxes on the poor people if if you're going to cut taxes on the corporation? You know, shouldn't you have been saying that? Shouldn't you he have been criticizing Trump? Uh, uh, Chris, or, um, Chris, not you got to wait 10 years. You got to wait 10 years. No, he was actually sitting there trying to say, look, it does actually do something for poor people. Look at how much it actually cut and helps the middle class worker. So... He's trying to actually at, at that point when a bill like that gets passed it's all about framing it as it actually is a tax cut for poor people when it's really not. And then, you know, on on this end of things now he's going to say, "Yeah, you actually want to be taxing them more." Which is what we were criticizing. <laughs> we were basically criticizing Trump for not lowering taxes on poor people enough. Yeah. So then of course he should have agreed with you, you know what I mean? Oh,
1: yeah, it's no. It's just
0: so backwards.
1: No, that's what happens when uh, screw the libs is like your whole like point.
0: And that other guy he had on is just.
1: I I am mean, so like, oh my gosh, he was.
0: Ben Shapiro was just laughing in his face. Um. Because
1: <laughs> like Jesus. Yeah. Like again, like fair share, you have to like define what a fair share is. Like, it's not basically
0: like. When the 1% has 90% of the wealth, then, 99% of the wealth.
1: Then technically they should, then it should be like feasible that they would pay
0: like 90% of the taxes or like be part. Yeah, which is what the marginal tax rate was in the 1930s under FDR. So. I mean, they act like sort of they act like any sort of tax increase. And, you know, and what does Ben Shapiro say about Joe Biden? He's like a jackass who like never created he had any a job. jobs.
1: But like, you know, Ben Shapiro seems to have a job because of Joe Biden.
0: And, but uh, All right, Adam, we, we've we been talking for a while. Is so. there anything else you want to say? Uh, say to the people?
1: Thank you very much, people. I love you all. You're all great. You're all wonderful. Excellent people. Best audience around.
0: All right, Canada. That's our show. <laughs> uh, be sure to um, spread the word. Be sure to share it around. And uh, have a good day.
1: Yep. Don't be afraid to butt heads.